So we were just in Michigan. We uh, went and saw some family. And Sophia wants to see snow every year when we go. That's like the one thing she wants to do. I think she likes her grandparents too, but basically she wants to see snow. Mm-hmm, but it was sure. in the 50s the entire time we were there, Jeez. which is super weird. Uh, but the last day yeah, before that's, we left. That's weird to have that at Christmas time. To have the 50s at Christmas time? It is weird. Well, he was in Ohio, right? Not here. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's weird yeah, in Michigan. It's, it's like weird in Michigan. Right? Yeah. It should not have been in the 50s there. Uh, but so we uh, were calling around the last day. It finally got cold enough. There was a local ski place that started like making snow. <laughs> so we called them and were like, uh, can we come show our kids snow? And they were like really confused for a while. And they're like, we don't have like snow to ski on, but if you want to play in our parking lot, sure. So <laughs> we drove up in their parking lot and just like played on the little snow mounds on the side so that Sophia could see snow. Yeah. That's fun. All right, well, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. We're back. We are back. Whee! Neither All of you are dead. together, yes. Did you think that we were? I mean, our listeners last week might have been concerned because <laughs> if it's just me, ooh, it's something yeah. has really gone awry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you filled in admirably. Yes, I had COVID. Blew past that pretty quick. And was like, eh, let's just not talk about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil, talk about what? It was, I don't know. Oh, well, I was moving on. You had COVID. I had COVID. He, wanted, he wants to talk about how he That's had right. COVID. Let's talk. I did have COVID, and then I, had re- then I had rebound COVID. So oh, now. you do need sympathy. Yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there you go. Thank you no, for the rebound of COVID. He's fine. Yes. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Listen, everybody has a rebound. It's fine. All right? uh, I have, I had, a rebound I, is an important I part had, of moving on. Have, I had had COVID in the past. Yeah? And this was, uh, this was a dance class, okay? You know, that was... That was elementary. This was. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was way worse for you? Far worse. Interesting. COVID 302. All right. Yes. Um, yep. And Elise, where were you last week? I was here. I asked you if we were recording. Oh, that's true. And I said. <laughs> and you said, no, I have COVID. Why didn't you come in when I recorded later in the week? You didn't ask me. Because I thought you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we, we normally record on Wednesdays. And I was like, I was not feeling that good when you right. texted me and I'm like well Pastor David and I will just record something on Thursday and I'm, then on Thursday I'm, he said Elise can't record this week <laughs> so <I> said, <laughs> okay that's, that's like I had COVID right yeah <laughs> all right I'm well gonna, my bad listeners I'm I deprived gonna, you I'm gonna milk that as long as possible and that's gonna be for a while yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had jury duty on Friday Ooh. and I so you could not record up. with me on Friday well I showed up and they said oh it's canceled today thanks do you and get credit I or do you have to go back? You get credit, okay. which is fine. But I was like, you couldn't have emailed me no. before. I, I had got, to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. You got to show up. Yeah. I was like scared I had to solve crime at 8 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. They probably settled that case at like 7.55. Probably. They're like, all right, we don't need this anymore. Right. Ah, suckers. Send an email. <laughs> <laughs> you should have let them know. My, my prime crime fighting thing starts around I'm, 11. That's right. Yeah, that's it's at 2 really p.m. <laughs> and then I'm sleepy. So. That's when my <laughs> crime fighting is at its peak. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a lunch, you know, yeah. and then uh, I got a good hour and a half of crime solving. Yes. You do know uh, you're not actually fighting crime when you're, you're on the jury, Solving right? murders. I don't think you're really solving. No, that's all you do is you solve murders. That's not how juries... Okay. Yes, that's, it is. Yeah. You're definitely who I want sitting on my panel. That's uh-huh. cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, this is my peers. When I ask for a jury of my peers, this yeah. is what I get. Well, uh, it depends. Are you convicted of murder? Are you our prosecution for murder? And then Elise is there to solve it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, 12 angry. And I'll be like, oh, I know him. I don't think he could have done it. <laughs> but maybe. But yeah. <laughs> Was he hungry? <laughs> mm-hmm. How hungry was he? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get it. You know? I yeah. do, yeah. 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 Does that become justifiable in your mind? Does it like reduce it to manslaughter? Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't have done it, but I get it. He but was really, hu- he I was think hungry. you can't be held liable because it's a different person when you're uh, hungry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plead insanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it wasn't me that did it. It was yep. my angry self. Yep. Uh, speaking of hungry, uh, I assume we've been in restaurants. Yes. I've, I've been in restaurants. Yeah. Great, great, great. 
common commonality. We got to <laughs> establish yeah, that. No wonder we're friends. All <laughs> 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 been in a restaurant. Welcome back to restaurant talk. Yeah. <laughs> Have we eaten in a restaurant? <laughs> yep. Still yes. <laughs> what restaurant are we making fun of today? Uh, well, I'm not making fun of restaurants, but we are making uh, comments here. We've got an issue in restaurants. Oh. I have a number of them, but all right. Yes. Let's yeah. go. What do tipping we culture, for one thing. Mm, sure. Out of control. For yep. sure, yeah. Appropriate like, behavior. I have no problem tipping, mm. but if I'm counter service, what am I tipping? You know, like, right. who am I tipping? Right. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about counterfeit condiments. Counterfeit Ooh. condiments. Yes. Just like people putting fake ketchup into Heinz bottles. Counterfeit condiments is an issue out there. Yes. So yeah. you go to the restaurant, you got the ketchup of Heinz on the table. The glass bottle. Famous. Can you trust it's Heinz ketchup on the inside? In I've most never places. worried about this before. Until I now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't use ketchup, so I also I have know. never worried about this. But what? What are they swapping it with? Well, other lower cheaper brand. Oh, well, that's ketchup. fine. That's yeah. fine. It's not like they're putting water in it. I'd it's like a... it's plastic. Like I don't. What am I supposed to? <laughs> no, they're putting non-Heinz ketchup into Heinz mm, ketchup bottles. Don't care. Yeah. It's like giving you a, a purse that's supposed to be by one of those expensive purse yeah. people. And <laughs> one of those expensive purse. <laughs> are purse you person. using this analogy because I'm a woman? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I think well, the answer yeah. is definitely yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was using that and analogy. It's an analogy that you don't even. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even good at it (laughs) would you like to explain to me how to use a purse while we're at it (laughs) no i really thought i'd be able to come up with the name but it just gucci Gucci, that's it (laughs) couldn't come up with it i I went down that road because i thought i was gonna be able to nail it and i did what do they swap and and they're they're famous for being counterfeit like you know gucci's famous for being counterfeited like uh, people trying to make things and make you believe that Mm -hmm. it's a gucci right yeah sure yeah or rolex watch right yeah yes yes. that would have been a better yes so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so counterfeit condiments is yeah. a thing out there for for the restaurant right. going community. You you don't know that ketchup bottle one has it ever been cleaned? <laughs> Excellent. No, <laughs> yeah, they just refill more those. Ketchup. Presumably yeah. no. Two, yeah. what are they filling it with? It says Heinz on the label. Is there actually Heinz on the? They're inside? actually putting Fines ketchup and Hench's mustard on your table. Yes. That's the that's so the thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, the good people at Heinz. Uh huh. They're on this. Okay. Oh. Okay. They've they've come up with a counterfeit ketchup uh, theme. So when you get like called a li- in a jury, when test. you're ready to solve a murder, you bring this into the. Do I have like a little strip of paper? I get to dip in the ketchup, and it comes out, and it's you know. Yeah. Well, 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 these Page are rounds. the these are the same people that wanted runners to start using ketchup packets this on their runs instead this of carb. Yeah, they've gel. got they've got a lot going on. They're yeah. like, we right. made ketchup. It's pretty good. What else are we gonna do with our day? Like, <laughs> frankly, I don't know who to trust anymore. <laughs> let's figure. You know, we gotta we gotta justify our expense somehow. So yeah. we're like, let's convince people to eat you know drink some ketchup while they run and now let's 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 go over the counterfeit industry right yeah um all right any guesses on how they are battling counterfeit ketchup uh getting rid of reusable bottles would be an easy way to do it but that's probably not good for like the planet so uh other options uh i don't know okay well uh you know one of the days is by color Right, you yeah. want to get that good sure. Heinz color. So they're making the label of the bottle uh-huh. the same color as the ketchup inside. Oh, so, so you can tell. So you can tell. Okay. You can tell. Like, that looks off, right? Like, mm-hmm. something has happened that, that that ketchup and that label, not the same. 
But Listen, then what do you do? You say, waitress? A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people disagree about what colors look like. I do not see this ending well. Do, but I mean, if do you not yeah. remember this like internet thing about is the dress blue or gold or something? Yes, but like, yes. if they are side by side. Nah, man. You know, people like, are going to yell about this. This is not going <laughs> to This is not gonna end well for anybody. Yeah, you want some... some Somebody's going into a Dairy Queen or whatever and picking up that bottle and they're going to throw it at the counter person <laughs> and it's going to end badly. I'm just saying. Okay. So... Uh, the opposite. It's real ketchup, but we think it's fake, right? You know, like, what, right. whatever the case is, they're yeah. going to argue about it. And I gonna, feel like yeah. people are throwing ketchup bottles in Dairy Queen just kind of always, like at this moment right now. Ketchup? <laughs> is that not how you say it? How do, say it again. Ketchup. You say I would it. say ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. It's an E. It's yeah. ketchup. ketchup. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or catsup if you're feeling. No, I would definitely not say that. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's how you can know. All is right. this actually the Heinz that I that okay, I look that for I the, look for the color and maybe you know tipping culture this maybe is a factor there like hey I would you would have gotten that extra two yeah. percent ketchup is too dark but that yeah your your ketchup on the table not not looking quality there <laughs> right <laughs> little counterfeit all right I'm gonna start using this as my excuse for why I don't use ketchup when people ask me like uh, it's, it pro- it's probably counterfeit. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> been a ring of counterfeit ketchup. I can't trust it, right. so I just don't use it. Have you heard of the purse people? That's right. <laughs> you know purses? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a woman, right? <laughs> They're great. If you haven't heard of them, you should try them out. They're awesome. You can fit everything in there. All right. Uh, let's jump to our uh, main topic for the day. Okay. From mm. our friends and relevant. Yeah. Our friends. Yes. Uh, not counterfeit, I believe. So yeah. This is the real relevant. This article might be, though. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. By, by Zach... Northen. Hmm. Um, sounds like a fake name. Right. For, if we're being honest. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Can inner peace be misleading? Mm, yes. Okay. Well, I, I vote well, yes. That was a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we all voting? Is that, <laughs> I thought we were voting. All right. All right. All right. We're now, okay. uh, I'm spoiled alert. He's going to say yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not going to be like, you know what? I've done the research. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's Let's start here. Yeah. What is inner peace? Let's mm. at least let mm. find a yeah. commonality there. What do you got, Elise? What is what is your inner peace? My inner peace? Yeah. I don't think I have any. None? You've never like experienced a moment of like tranquility? Yeah. No, I feel tranquil all the time. Usually it's boring. Like inner I, tranquility. Like I'm kind peace. of like, well, what are we gonna do next <laughs> to shake up this tranquility? Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're like a snow globe, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you can't have too much, yeah. you know? <laughs> Useless if not in motion. Right. <laughs> even, even in the midst of like, you know, busyness, you can have like inner peace. Like, Yeah, I mean, I'd say I probably do. I'm not like a super like <coughs> emotionally tumultuous person, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> Why is this funny? <laughs> I don't know. Just listening to you try to describe yourself, it was really entertaining for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm an Enneagram 7, I guess that should be. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, you're, you're an enigma. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's it. I'm an enigma, so I'm above the minutiae. I don't need inner peace. I don't, I don't need inner peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I think if we're talking about inner peace, right, it's that sense of uh, calm within yourself, a sense sure. of you maybe confidence that what you're doing is the right path or you're uh, moving in a, in a good direction, right? I don't think it means that you're just like, sitting in a state of constant meditation but it means that everything around you whether it's moving quickly or not like maybe maybe this is helpful like if you think about an athlete when they get into the state of flow where like you hear people talk about how like the game slows down around them like i think that's a version of a state of peace right that like you have this sense where everything else you're so hyper focused on like a singular thing that everything else is slowing down so even if you're like running through life going on all sorts of crazy adventures like 
you just have a piece about like this external stuff doesn't matter and doesn't distract me. I'm just on this thing. Yeah. Maybe like thinking of it as feeling grounded is mm, more grounded is like good. helpful yeah. for me because sure. and, yeah, inner peace. Yeah. You know, we use that athlete analogy. So at least maybe like if you're shopping for purses. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can ask the people, have you heard of athletes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sports, right? <laughs> All right. Shut up. You'll suck. <laughs> it's 2024. It's already terrible. <laughs> well, I had COVID. So, you know, I can't. You have COVID. Did you have COVID? <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. Poor COVID. COVID and COVID rebound. Just saying. Oh, just my saying, goodness. Wow. And a broken fridge. So, you know, got a lot going on. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody stop and let's uh, right. shed a tear yes. right. for Patrick's COVID. Yes. And COVID rebound. All right. And many Christians feel the church has a corner on the market when it comes to inner peace. Do they? That's <laughs> I've literally never heard this. <laughs> that's incorrect. Yes. Yeah. That is basically every religion tries to <laughs> encourage <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it briefly pre-pod. Yeah. You know, what I, would, what I would think like what religion out there has the market when it comes to inner peace Buddhism would yeah. be that's you know, why they exist. They definitely <laughs> advertise it. Or, yeah. or you know, uh, Confucianism, you know, or some. <laughs> I think it's Confucianism, but yeah. yeah. Well, one one of the isms, uh, Taoism. <laughs> Give me communism. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Known for inner peace. <laughs> Works great. <laughs> Capitalism. Right. <laughs> um, you, I would definitely an Eastern religion feels, yes. and and that could be you know a bit of like I, I will admit. Maybe it, yeah. some prejudice that I'm not sure, you know, because mm-hmm. my my biggest context of Eastern religion would be through media yeah. than in person, yeah, yeah. And so this definitely could be like that's not exactly the case, but like that's just what it perceives to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say that Buddhism, in particular, I, I can speak to a little bit more, having done some studies of it in yeah. college. And yeah, inner peace is that's what you're after, right? You're, you're after that sense of, you know, rejecting all the things around you in the world so that you can achieve that, uh, ideal state of inner peace where that's, where you're that's bored. the goal. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're bored. It's <laughs> <laughs> my takeaway. <laughs> Sounds boring. Yeah. Okay. That's sure. fine. But <laughs> I don't think that's the goal. <laughs> it's probably not how they would, right. You yeah. would phrase that's it. That's not yeah. what they put on the recruitment poster. Sure. Yeah. We don't, to be fair, we don't say anything like that either in our uh, <coughs> advertising. <laughs> like, this is painful and tedious, <laughs> but it is right. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would not. I would not like point and say like, oh yeah, Christianity. We got the market on inner peace. Now, I think there are historically branches of Christianity who have tried, right? Sure. Uh, you know, tracing back the mon- monastic uh, movement all the way back to the early desert fathers and mothers, as they're referred to, were people who left the cities for the ascetic lifestyle out in the wilderness trying to find this inner peace of, like, we're going to reject everything, and we're going to sit in a room and pray and think about Jesus all day long, and that's how we're going to achieve this, like, perfect relationship with God and a sense of inner peace. And, spoiler alert, didn't usually work out. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. I mean, they had interesting, like, revelations and theological insights, but like, sure. I don't know that they yeah. ever, like, achieved a permanent state of inner peace. Yeah, either. sure. Yeah. Well, uh, many see it, and this is from the article, many see it as the mark of the abundant life that Jesus came to bring, the inner peace. Uh, but do we miss the message of Jesus as the suffering servant showing us the way to life? All right, so uh, Zach is going to kind of, first, we're going to step into this idea of, like, how do we kind of wrestle with this idea of inner peace with, um, you know, like, I guess, like this in honest assessment of pain in ourselves mm-hmm, and in those mm-hmm. around mm. us. Yeah. You know, how do we balance those two things out? Like, is inner peace, like, 
the absence of pain, the yeah. blocking of pain, or the ignoring of pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times when we think about inner peace, it's easy for us to think we have to like reject all that stuff around mm-hmm. us, right? Yeah. Like even at least in your joking, right? Like, well, yeah, I'm just bored, right? Sure. Um, and, and I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what peace when we talk about what God and Jesus promise uh, refers to. But I do mm-hmm. think that there's a sense of like, well, I can't deal with that because I'm trying to have inner peace, right? And so we we reject this problem, or I can't pay attention to this crisis because I'm trying to have inner peace, or uh, right? And so we not unlike monks and uh you know the ascetic fathers before us right we remove ourselves from whatever in order to try to have our own inner peace um thinking that that's like our path to clarity or whatever that might be yeah but jesus right continually calls us into those places over and over and over again um into the places where there's pain and suffering and heartbreak and jesus offers us peace in the midst of those places Mm -hmm. and so what does it mean for us to be in the suffering and searching for peace rather than thinking that we find peace by removing ourselves from the suffering. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's more helpful to me to think about it as being grounded because mm. you can have a sense of feeling grounded kind of yeah. regardless of what's going on. Right. Versus mm. inner peace does feel very like I'm not at, at the very least to me, the association I have is that to achieve inner peace when there's turmoil, I have to be not fully processing the feelings mm. sure. of mm-hmm. turmoil or negative feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely have taken it like sometimes it at worst is like ignoring the pain around me. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe at best, you know, the best version of that is transcending the pain around me. Mm-hmm. But like oftentimes it gets confused, right? Like, yeah. right. and, you know, it's easy to be like, well, I'm car- compartmentalizing this pain to focus in on this peaceful moment or things like that. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm kind of taking that as it is. And maybe, you know, there, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing to have that kind of moments or things like that. But I don't think that that is this, the real inner peace that we are actually kind of like looking at here. That Mm -hmm. would be more like a respite from uh, the things that are going on in my world that I just need a break from. Right. Yeah. 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 Or maybe I'm even intentionally seeking out a break from. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think is bad. You know, I think that that is actually quite important, but I think it, when you are always in pursuit of taking a break from what's actually happening around you, then that can be problematic. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about this kind of idea of like peace V peace V pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) We got one more idea that he brings up here that I think this is actually fairly interesting. And and maybe have you interacted with Christians? Maybe even said, probably yes. (laughs) Let me finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you had COVID, so I assumed you just forgot where right. you were going. He's tired. And, and COVID you, rebound. You, yeah, actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you had an interaction with a Christian or been the Christian that has said these types of things? Like, I'm wrestling with this decision mm. and I just don't have peace about it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking for God's peace to come in and then that'll help me like resolve it. Like, I'll know what to do. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... um, It's amazing that God's answer is always what that person wanted to do the most to begin (laughs) with. (laughs) Must be so nice to have that It's pretty incredible how God works. (laughs) He often uh, does, you know. It reminds me a little bit, at least you talked earlier about being at a Baptist college and people have been like, Mm -hmm. you know, God wants me to date you. And like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that God... Yeah. Yeah, I I remember being in high school and looking for colleges Mm -hmm. and... Being in a in a community of faith, not my own church, but in, being in a community of faith that 
encourage that kind of sense of inner yeah. peace and like feel like I'm supposed to have some great revelation that I that I've like achieved the right place like that mm-hmm. I know that yeah. I'm going to the right school like I'm supposed to have some great revelatory moment of peace about this and feeling like really frustrated when that didn't happen like I, I remember that kind of like pressure to like yeah. have that sense um I, I think that I ended up at the school that I needed to be at for a variety right I think it was all those things worked out but I don't remember a moment when I was like oh yeah this is this is it I got peace about this now I feel mm. re- I feel really great about it yeah I was actually reading something today uh by a her name is <coughs> Mace, not Windu. Oh, too bad. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I can't remember her last name, but she is a former uh, fighter pilot and a Thunderbirds pilot, um, wow. and that's just like a motivational cool. speaker. Yeah, um, I would be too if I had done that. Right, thing. like, uh, but she was kind of saying that the the real difference between people who wind up experiencing success and people who do not is that there is not the skills that you start off with or the qualifications or the confidence in yourself that you start off with. It's saying, okay, I know I don't have any of these things and Mm -hmm. I'm going to start anyway, even though like it's super scary and I don't know what I'm doing. Those are the people that look back and are able to like kind of chart their success over that trajectory. Right. Versus people who say, I don't have the skills. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Like I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm not going to do it. It's just having that kind of gumption to start, um, regardless of whether or not you feel confident or, you know, peace, if you want to call it that about it, it's yeah. it, you, sometimes you just have to do the thing. And then through that process of turmoil, then on the other side, you have peace about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I do want to say like, I don't think it's a bad thing to pray for God's guidance when making decisions, right? Especially like big no, ones. Like, I don't I, think that's a bad thing. <laughs> praying for God. You're a pro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pro praying. praying. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I think it's okay to like, ask God to like give you some sense of clarity and maybe mm-hmm. even a feeling of peace. Mm-hmm. I think we should be concerned if we only feel like we get those senses of peace when we're going places that are comfortable or that mm-hmm. are where we want to, like, where we know we want sure. to get right. I, yeah. I would be more intrigued to hear somebody say like, I knew that it was time for me to leave everything behind and start this orphanage in a new place because it was going to be really hard and challenging. And I still felt peaceful about it. Like yeah. that for me is like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like right. that seems, seems like legit. A, yeah. yeah. And like you're called into a hard place and a hard thing. And, and sometimes, right. God might call us into things that seem easy to the people on the outside. But, um, yeah, I, I think if if we're listening for spirit, if we're waiting for a sense of inner peace and the only time it ever shows up is when we're getting to like, yeah, I knew God was calling me to uh, swim in this pool for the next four hours and drink a martini. Like, <laughs> I don't know right. that that was the same thing. Is, like, he, is he calling me too? <laughs> what time are we being called sure. to do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think this idea of like, I'm going to use inner peace as this internal compass yeah. mm-hmm. where every step I take, I've got to like reevaluate, like make sure I feel comfortable right now. Yeah. And if I don't feel comfortable, let's go back and start again. Yeah. You know, like, and let's must be wrong. Unfortunately, it's much more complicated than that too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think of like, yeah, the hardships of like reconciliation of a broken relationship. Mm -hmm. Like oftentimes it will start off maybe looking worse before it looks better. Like cleaning my room. Yeah. Or yeah. Or (laughs) what it means to uh, tear something down to build something up. So oftentimes it'll look worse before it looks better. It oh. feels more chaotic, mm-hmm. more difficult, mm-hmm. more painful. And then on the other side, you know, there can be the hope that something can be built from it. <coughs> My wife is a, um, an addiction therapist. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things she kind of says, you know, about people in addiction is like the, the pain of 
staying the same has to be like worse mm-hmm. than the pain of changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people are able to kind of like live in the pain of staying the yeah. same. Like yeah. they know it hurts. Like they know yeah. like, this is wrong. This is bad. I'm hurting. Yet changing is more painful. Yeah. And so sometimes people have to just get to that point of like, you know, what, you know, AA might call rock bottom. Uh-huh. Sure. But like, you know, like this idea of like, it's actually hurting worse to stay the same. Yeah. And so that would mean, even though I'm stepping into something new, it's still painful. Mm-hmm. Like it still hurts. Like it's still chaotic. It's still confusing. I still feel maybe this is wrong and it'd be more comfortable to go back. And yet I think it can lead to something far greater than just like embracing momentary bliss or peace or comforts, you know, and, and maybe we have that spiritually too, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. just through addiction of like, sometimes we just get comfortable and like yeah. that we confuse comfort comfortability out being com- being comfortable with peace there we <laughs> COVID go. man yeah, there, you got it yeah Co- that's that rebound COVID and COVID rebound and COVID <laughs> yeah, rebound, just yeah. Yes. no uh, so I, I think that's really helpful and actually when we talk about churches right when we uh, in church leadership stuff when we're talking about churches as systems that operate together we use that same language talk about how the system has to see that the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of changing right and uh how do you push people right mm-hmm. particularly as an entire congregation of people how do you push people into that change before the church has to hit rock bottom right because sure. you, you don't yeah. have to hit rock bottom first right you want because the then there to, may be no church yeah. Yeah. right yeah. right you want right. you want to be able to make that change and that same thing is true for like our personal faith right like how do how do we interact in fact i had a conversation with someone just the other day who's gone through some mental health treatment for themselves and now they're coming back into their family and their family system has not changed but they're trying to interact with their family system differently and so their family is still treating them like this person they were before they received this Mm -hmm. mental health treatment they're trying to act like someone different like i don't know how to interact with this this is really uncomfortable and really hard and really challenging and like that's a place where it yeah it does feel really hard to have inner peace in that midst but Mm -hmm my encouragement right to this individual at the time is how can you find peace knowing that you are getting the health and the care that you need for Mm -hmm. yourself and then separate yourself from the challenge that your family right that's the the challenge that the family brings in there as well so how do you i guess you mentioned this earlier patrick how do you transcend that in some ways how do you um my uh my spiritual director would talk about how do you hold it and you know you always hold things out here like away i'm holding my hands away from me no you know, people can't <laughs> see that sure. <laughs> sorry but you, you know how do you hold things so that you can see it and so that you can you know be connected to it but so that it's not yours right you're not like fully embracing this thing mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i felt like i was going somewhere but it just kind of trailed off no no, no well, that's good. well i think you know I, as we kind of explore this a little bit you know part of me is thinking like why is it you know we kind of mentioned like in our Christian spheres, like we kind of landed in places where it was like, let's just have peace about this decision. Like, why was that such an easy place for Christians to land, you know, Mm -hmm. and Christian communities to land on of like, I I just have to have peace about this decision. Like this kind of like very surface level understanding of peace. Like why was that like such a, so easy to kind of seep in, even though in hindsight, all of us are like, that's kind of silly, you know, like (laughs) why would, but, but yet, in the moment, it felt very real, like, yeah. it, or at least for the people in the midst of it. So why, maybe, can we start there and then, like, let's figure out how to do it better. Like, yeah. how, how do, why is that such an easy thing for Christians to get to this mm. kind of, mm-hmm. like, lackluster, peace is my compass, and yet that peace is, like, basically, I'm just doing what I want mm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a theory. Do you? But I, I want to hear what Elise is going to say first because mm. you look like you got something on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, well, I guess my experience with this comes from like a place that's very much steeped in like Southern Christian rhetoric, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Which is very like evangelical. Um, and I think I'm not like 
the most I'm not gonna have like the most flattering opinion of this so like I'm not your girl if you want to hear like really like me singing praises of like I think people are pretty aware that the Beyond Sunday podcast is not the yeah I just always feel like I should say it for some reason fair enough you can clarify that's all right yeah content warning um (laughs) but in the other direction right (laughs) Right, yeah um so I my experience has been that it's very much used to like justify things that people wanted to do you know i hear a lot surrounding like mission trips to Mm -hmm. exotic beaches (laughs) you know like that sort of thing like i you know i feel called i have peace a lot of peace to go spend two weeks in mali yeah yeah it's hyper spiritualizing what you want to do you know and i it's just sort of like a cultural phenomenon that i think we kind of created through like you know crusade culture billy graham culture that kind of thing um, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on. I it. think that's definitely a, a backbone of mm-hmm. this piece. I think the other piece that it's really hard to argue with someone when they say, <laughs> "I feel like yeah. I feel like God is calling me to this place. I have a sense of peace that God is calling me." You can't be like, "No, he's not." <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you supposed to say yeah. to that, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I think, yeah, it's that justification, and like, suddenly we're like, nobody can say no to me if I say God. Right. I have a sense of peace about this. So like, oh, yeah. okay, like, yeah, I, I think there is that that sense of this is an easy an easy path to take it's a yeah. path of least resistance i you know find what i want to do i feel like i have a sense of peace about it and then i go and do that and it doesn't mean that you can't go and do meaningful work on a beach in, yeah. as a mission sure. trip, right? that yeah. might be a thing um but you know let's call about, this what it is <laughs> yeah think about it a little bit right yeah. and like i think you know just you know say oh we we prayed for 30 minutes and suddenly we just knew that this was the path that we were supposed to take and it was the path of least resistance as opposed mm-hmm. to like man i wrestled with this decision for years and i'm going to a place i never wanted to go because i'm afraid of beaches right yeah. like that okay that's a very different <laughs> story here like well i think too oftentimes in like our faith communities that kind of kind of do this we kind of talked about like a kind of a college faith community yeah, that sure. kind of does this and i think that my experience would be fairly similar is like it sounds good mm-hmm. it feels good mm-hmm. and yet when the fallout happens, yeah. none of the people who kind of like perpetrated that kind of mm. idea have to deal with it at all. Mm. Like they're gone. Like so like they were maybe encouraging, praying for you, like, oh, you have peace about this relationship. Fifteen years into that relationship where you're like, I'm not sure I love my spouse anymore yeah. or mm. like what do we do? Who is a stranger that I live with? They don't have to deal with any of that fallout. Right. Like yeah. that that's all gone. Like so now you're alone in that, you know, kind of a thing. And so I think it's one of those things or like even the leadership who's like, I have peace about this. And like when I when they have their own existential crisis of faith and everything falls apart, they're just gone. Like they don't have to actually get into the mess and figure it out together Uh, where we're like, I feel chaotic here as I'm longing for kind of peace or tranquility and I'm not seeing it like oftentimes we have those kind of like, I just prayed about it and there's peace because it's easy and we don't ever have to deal with any of the ramifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, maybe this is more of a exploring mm-hmm. peacefulness in decision making is easier and kind of long term yeah. relationship where if it doesn't work, as I'm prayerfully considering with people. I know the people that I'm praying with right now are also going to be the same people that are going to be helping me navigate when it didn't happen the way I wanted it yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I'm when I'm bumping up against, you know, conflict later, 
they're still there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that that makes it much more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're kind of thinking about like what we do differently, right? How do we think yeah. about inner peace differently? And one of the pieces that I think is really important for me is that inner peace does not uh, remove us from suffering and it doesn't remove us from hardship, right? Inner peace is a sense of understanding that whatever happens, this is how I think about inner peace, right? Whatever happens, God is with me in the <clears> midst of this, right? So uh, I, in my head, I'm picturing the scene in Lord of the Rings. I think it's the Two Towers movie uh, where they're uh, going to make their final stand uh, in, in the at the end of the movie. And then they're all basically saying we're riding out. And we know we're going to die. We're riding out and we know we're going to die. But then uh, Gandalf appears over the ridge mm-hmm. and rides down and saves them all, right? Mm-hmm. When Gandalf first appears... They're all still could like they're still in battle. They could all yeah. still get stabbed. All right, yeah. you know, there's nothing stopping anybody from killing them in that moment. But they all have this sense of relief and the sense of peace because they know they're not alone in that moment. Right, so they're still fighting, and yet they're not alone. And I, I think, you know, so often when I'm with people in a hospital or at a, someone's deathbed or at their graveside or uh, you know with a family whose uh, child is going through some sort of trauma, whatever this might be, right? When we pray for peace in those moments, I'm not saying take this thing away. Yeah. I'm saying, God, mm-hmm. let your presence be known in this space so that they can be assured that you are with them in the midst of this suffering, right? Because yeah. we are here. Can they feel your presence and your peace in the midst of this thing that is still awful that they mm-hmm. still have to be fighting through? Yeah, I think that brings up a good point. I think sometimes it's easy, you know, and, and one of the, you know, ways we explore faith through this podcast and through, uh, you know, I think life together is like, when I connect to God, what am I looking for? Am I mm-hmm. looking for that deeper connection to God? Uh, or am I looking for the things that deeper connection to God gets me? You know, like, mm-hmm. you right. know, like <laughs> I do, do I, am I looking for peace or am I looking for a God of peace? You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking for love or I'm looking for a God of love. And those are kind of two different things, yeah. right? Like they, yeah. they, they sound similar. The path towards the both starts the same, and yet they diverge, right? Like, and yet if I'm looking for peace and I'm thinking God is going to be the avenue to get it, I think I'm going to ultimately end up disappointed yeah. because that's not what God is ultimately promising or yeah. off or even offering. Yeah. You know, like that was never the draw to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was. Yeah. And so I think like this idea of like, I have peace about this decision or whatever that looks mm-hmm. like is more like. I, you know, and I think you mentioned, I'm trusting that as I step into a more chaotic or a more difficult or a more ambiguous situation Mm -hmm. that God will be there, not only with me, but a light could be revealed in the midst of this. Mm -hmm. I'm stepping with the expectation that God shows up and how that looks is uncertain. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe very different than what i expect and here's the thing i want to just add to that right it doesn't matter if you go left or right god still goes with you right when you come to that that place where the road diverges god is going to be with you on either path Mm -hmm. there might be a path that god is like saying this this is is what you should be doing (laughs) 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 but but even if you go down the path that god be like okay Mm -hmm. god is still with you right god Mm -hmm. is is not going to like abandon you because you made the quote unquote wrong decision. We don't want to think it, you made a decision, right? And yeah. when you make that decision, God goes with you in that decision and God continues to reveal God's self to you through that decision. And maybe that decision eventually leads you back to the other road, right? Uh, but whichever road you, there's no road that you can take where God does not go with you. Let me, I'll say it that way. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think it's also maybe worth 
saying or acknowledging too that you know a lot of times we think that god is the avenue to Mm -hmm. peace or whatever because that's the language that we use to sort of sweeten the pot of christianity sure right we say like bring you peace why would i be christian because he brings you peace and because you know you feel so good all the time happiness and not man yeah, it's and what you we're not. You follow Jesus because you're gonna die. That's why you follow. <laughs> <laughs> because you're afraid of hell. <laughs> yeah, um, but like what we're not saying is that you know, it's not necessarily peace. Like sometimes yeah. it's hard to feel compelled to take the high road. You know, yeah, like because yeah. you have some sort of moral hangup called Christianity about it. <laughs> so like there, but that we so we coat that we sugarcoat that with, you know peace and joy and and all of those things are possible and you know i believe in a god of those things but it's not i would not say if that is your end goal necessarily to number one look to christianity as a practice for it you know yeah Yeah. you know when uh when paul writes about the peace that passes all understanding right That, that that's this gift that he hopes to bestow upon people that god would give you the peace that passes all understanding he is not saying that to a group of people who have an easy life because they started right. following Jesus, right? Yeah. He's saying that to a group of people who are being persecuted, mm-hmm. who exist in a world that says it is illegal to be Christian and you can be arrested and killed for being Christian. You can be kicked out of your community for being Christian, right? Those are the people that he's saying, I, I pray for God's peace that passes understanding to surround you, right? Mm-hmm. It is not because uh, he says, I hope you just get to live a life worry-free, carefree, dancing in the daisies. No, it's that God's peace would be with you in the midst of all this stuff that I and you are going to have to face through the rest of our life because following Jesus is not an easy path. Following Jesus is a life that leads us into walking with people who are suffering, walking with ourselves when we're suffering, and trusting that God goes with us in all of those places. Boom. Yeah. I think that's and if that doesn't make you want to follow (laughs) Jesus, I don't know what will. Yeah. Come follow Jesus and suffer with us. Right. I think that's a good place to to be. Yeah. Well. Or to. <laughs> to end. Yeah. Whether or not it's a good place to be, it's where we're called. Right. And we have peace about it. Mm-hmm. that. Well, friends, if you uh, liked this episode, you should shoot us an email and let us know uh, if you uh, have ever gone through a, a journey where you felt like you reached a place of inner peace and what that process was like for you. Uh, or if you uh, disagreed with something we said, we'd like to hear that too. You can send us an email at beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, go back and listen to like all the wonderful episodes that have come before us at beyondsundaypodcast.com. All right. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.